0: Welcome to HACCP Chat with HACCP Mentor, where it's all about helping you make your food business compliance easier. Sit back and relax as we get our food safety, HACCP and quality compliance on with your host, Amanda Evans.
1: Uh, Welcome, everybody. This is Amanda Evans from HACCP Chat. And today, in this episode, we are speaking to Simon Timberley from the International Food Safety Quality Network. And we are going to be speaking about peer support through groups. So good evening, Simon. How are you today?
2: Uh, I'm great, Amanda. How are you?
1: Excellent. Now, just tell me, Simon, just to give our listeners an idea of your background, can you let us know who you are and what you do, and also how you got started in food safety?
2: My name's Simon Timpley. I'm the owner of the International Food Safety and Quality Network. I live in Manchester in the UK, and that's the the base for the International Food Safety and Quality Network. well, if I go back to school, if I'm being honest with you, um, I didn't do very well at, at school. I left at 16 and, and I didn't really have any qualifications. And um, I sort of went into a, a warehouse uh, job. And when I got to a, a 23, um, I thought, do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life? And I decided to pack working and, and go to college full time. Um, where, where I did a, a BTEC in computer studies and then I did a HND and a degree in quality management. Um,
1: what made you pick computing and quality then?
2: <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, um, computing, um, I, I just stumbled across a course, computing, and I did a two-year BTEC in computer studies and that was all about programming, etc. And then I was... After coming out there, I applied for some jobs, but it was it was a recession in the UK at the time, so I was struggling to get work. Um, and so I decided to do another course at college, and I was scheduled to do a higher one in, in computer studies. And uh, two weeks before it was due to start, the funding for the course fell through, and in with the, uh, the notification was a flyer, about uh, a hnd in quality management the first uh, sort of higher level uh, course on quality management ever i think um and so i thought well, what's this and uh, i went to see a, a chap called ben moserchuk who talked to me about um, bs5750 and uh, the kite mark on plugs and how how different products are assured with the quality mark and things. I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, so I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I thought of, <laughs> yeah, a, that was a two-year HND followed by the two-year to get the BSc Honours Degree in, in Quality. From that, um, I, funnily enough, I ended ended up working in a warehouse again for 12 months. <laughs>
1: so I was going <laughs> to say, what, what were you doing in the warehouse originally when you were? Well, it it, 16
2: to 23 or 22 yeah it was um motor vehicle parts you know um different parts um brakes clutches uh, hoses all, all sorts of parts for commercial vehicles so, so more
1: production line was it working or no just no a,
2: a, a it, it was a motor factors a motor factors uh delivering you know they bought in um equipment and sold it on Um, So, yeah, I ended up uh, in a warehouse again, uh, applying for jobs. And and then I I got into a job uh, in a food packaging company as a um, quality supervisor.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, And then worked my way up and and got uh, several years experience. And one of the things at the time how that relates to food safety is that... um, at that time in the UK, uh, the BRC food standard was out and um, there was a lot of confusion with packaging of of what exactly food safety and hygiene meant to, to food packaging. And a lot of the food auditors that came from uh, customers were trying to basically shoe on the exact same uh, systems into food packaging. Uh, there was no training that was specific to food packaging. Everything was about, uh, you know, the safe um, storage temperatures and and cooking mm. temperatures and CCPs, that, but nothing related to the hazards in, in food packaging. So I, I developed, how, how it started is um, I developed a booklet and some posters um, because there was no training specific to food packaging. Uh, so I developed my own. So this was uh, for I, the
1: people that you worked for
2: at Yes, the time. Yep. initially, yeah. And then um, from that, um, I decided, well, I could uh, make this uh, wider available and I developed some products further. And then um, I thought, well, where am I going to sell these? So I created a website. Um, and it, that website was called uh, SaferPack.
0: Get increased knowledge online with HACCP Mentor. Check out Pack. Uh, so this is where so, you
1: finally get to use your computing skills yeah, from your course that you it, did? Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Um and it was a steep learning curve, obviously, uh, yeah. learning to because there wasn't too many, um, you know, like you've got WordPress and things like na- that now that have lots of templates that you can yeah. drag and drop and make so had it to a it lot all. more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, started with that website and there came a point where it was related to packaging that website and at a certain moment in time, I think it was around 2004 or something, I thought, well, how can I, because I already had the discussion forum on the SaferPack website, but it was just related to packaging. And then I thought, well, how can I make this have broader appeal? And then I thought, well, farm to fork, packaging is just a very small uh, element of the food industry. So then uh, I had a website developed for the International Food Safety, well, in fact, the name, the International Food Safety and Quality Network, I, I came up with that. Got the website and, and then expanded into food and really um, that, that the rest is sort of history. Oh, history. <laughs> so
1: is that safer pack website still happening or is that it's just been merged now into the?
2: It's still uh, there, USQM? but it's not. It's it's still there, but it's not. It's not been updated. I must say for ten years, it's just sort of sat there, on, sat there. on the web and and doing nothing really. Um, so yeah, the. The the International Food Safety and Quality Network then um, you know has has grown and grown and uh, I think now there's about
1: I was going to say how to many sh- members have you got there in there now uh,
2: there's forty thousand members um, and I mean that the, the centerpiece really of the site has always been the discussion forum because there hasn't been, there wasn't um, a discussion forum specific to food safety and and a place where food safety practitioners, you know, quality managers in the food industry could Could sort of get together. Yeah, but basically, yeah, hang out.
1: So this is kind of all pre-LinkedIn and what we see with all of those discussion groups now on LinkedIn where, you know, people are getting in there and asking questions. But I still don't think that, those LinkedIn groups have got anything on on the network that you guys have um, have put together there seems to be a lot more interaction I think yeah. in ifsqN from what I see from from an outsider so,
2: yeah I, I mean to be honest with you um, probably about five years ago uh, I the ifsqN didn 't have any social media presence at all um, I realized you know from reading things and and, uh, listening to things that and I could see myself you know people were you know going to Facebook and and Twitter and, and things like that and I thought I need to get into this as an extension to IFSQN to reach out to the you know and be uh, have a place in these social media outlets so that to reach out and draw people into the website, but also to to, to just have a platform there. And, and if I'm being honest with you, LinkedIn, I think the IFSQN uh, has, well, it, it does have a, a, a group there. And I think there's 26,000 or so members of, of that group. But how I see it is um, most people go there to uh it's very much advertorial a lot a lot of people go there to post their promotions basically yeah there is very very little discussion um and when when the when the discussions start they're very short and and they disappear quite quickly
1: that's that's exactly right
2: yeah yeah so from
1: i was gonna say from when we're looking at groups and how they are beneficial to to food safety quality professionals. Um, what do you see as being probably the number one benefit of belonging to any type of group of professional association?
2: I think the the main thing is that you you're not on your own. You you know we, we're all faced with challenges daily, um, and sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially in an organisation where and we know. A lot of organisations have limited resources. Um, quality managers, food safety managers, wear a lot of hats. They're very busy.
1: Well, you're normally uh, the one person in a lot yeah. of places, isn't it? You're you're there doing everything.
2: Exactly, and and you know um, sometimes you just want to ask that question, and yeah. and I think the IFSQN is is you know if you if you type in Google now because the IFSQN website has been around now for. 2002 it's 14 years yes you type any question related to food safety in in google and invariably the ifsqn comes up within you know the first search results yeah that takes you through to the ifsqn either somebody's asked that question before or or similar question or then or perhaps you can ask your own question and you get answers you know there are we get about 30 new members a day and like I say, these forty thousand members, obviously, they're not all active.
1: Yeah. But
2: on a, on any given day, there are there are over a thousand um, different people come to the IFSQM website, and lots of them log on, you know, answer questions and things. So yeah, it, it's, it's it's just a, a a hub where you know a lot, and you see it, you know, when when people sign up and they, they introduce themselves. They say, you know, it's an it's an absolute godsend. Why couldn't I have found this place five years ago or whatever? You know, so I think, I, it,
1: yeah, when people are just starting out in that, that side of it, and that's what I find a lot of people will ask certain things. Where I'm probably at a point now in my career, I, I kind of forget that people don't know a lot of the stuff that I know. Okay. So, taking stuff back to basics, so I think it's a, it's a good point where people can go to. You know, a lot of people don't want to ask questions you know for fear of looking silly or or not knowing or things like that but I think in your particular forum you know like you say you can search for a question you know you can nine times out of ten get the answer without actually having to ask a question in that respect so I think maybe now at that point in your group that questions like you say they get buried after 14 years down you know down the bottom and and it may have already been asked, but it's just people, A lot, of, you know, I think a lot of people now, they just want the answer now and yeah. they won't spend the time
0: doing the research. You are tuned into HACCP Chat with HACCP Mentor. I'm doing the research.
2: Yeah, one one of the things, you know, that is often underused on the forum is the search button and, yeah. and you do get recurring questions. But, you know, we don't mind that so much. You, rather than stifle a question Um what you can do then is the moderators can search out previous discussions and link, then put a link to that and say, that. "Okay, you've asked that question, but ch- check out here." Um, so yeah, it it, it works; it, it does work ve- very well. And um, you know, we have some good, very good moderators there who um, you keep know, everything in check. Yeah, yeah. And, so and
1: it, it, it's, yeah. So with those moderators, one of the things I do see with LinkedIn which one thing I don't like about LinkedIn where a lot of people it's like they think it's a dating site (laughs) it's quite bizarre in that side of it instead of professional so you know you'll get emails requesting personal information which is you know it's not really cricket when you do things like that (laughs) it's supposed to be a professional you know for professionals not it's not tinder or some type of other dating site (laughs) You know, so, do you do you have any issues with that? So, when we're looking at professional etiquette in these support or peer support groups, what are the what do you see as being acceptable and not acceptable for participants?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's, there are terms of of use, and you know, under no, under no circumstances, you know, will we tolerate any abuse or you know uh, any hate or f- flaming flame wars of of any kind, you know, we wouldn't have had the success and longevity um, if we'd allow, allowed it to get out of control. I mean, what you do find is it, without moderation, it could easily turn into LinkedIn, which is a spam fest as far as I can see, is that we get people who sign up um, and just post a complete um advert you know at no interest or respect for the, the the website itself um the the members or or anything too deep you know that mm. it's been it's been around there a long time and just come in and, and just make a post so it gets deleted and and sometimes we'll send them an email saying you know um you signed up to the terms and conditions that says you know no advertising and uh you know, then you get abuse back or something. You know what do you, and oh. you know, um, yeah, yeah. but but you you know uh, you get all sorts really, and uh, we we manage we, we in in general I think we manage it quite well.
1: Yeah, um, that's good.
2: Cool. And 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 I would say if you compare it to to LinkedIn you know, most of the information there on it is is um questions and answers and help and, and discussion. And we do we do also, you know, over the years we've had some light hearted um Things You know, to try and develop the community spirit, you know, um, we had a um, T-shirt giveaway competition uh, where one of our sponsors, Safe Food 360 sponsored T-shirts for our 10 year anniversary, actually. So 100 people got a T-shirt, the first people to put the names down. Yeah. And then of those 100 people, uh, they had to take, a, submit a photograph of themselves wearing the T-shirt in an interesting place. And the winner of that won um, an Apple I think uh, an iPad or something like that. I and thought no, you
1: were <laughs> going to say they won an apple.
2: <laughs> well, <no. laughs> yeah.
1: A nice British apple.
2: That's a uh, Granny Smith, yeah. Granny Smith. Uh, no, and at the moment, we've got uh, a competition where, it's called Wear Your Hairnet, actually. And uh, so members are invited to uh, wear a hairnet. And uh, in jumping out of an aeroplane or... Oh. Deep sea diving, or whatever, and then at uh, our food safety live online conference in September, we're going to select the winners. And I think the winner of that is is going to get a thousand dollars. From well, I'm going
1: to have to think about that one then.
2: Yeah, from the sponsors, uh, Safe Food 360 and Trace Analytics uh, sponsoring that. So we do things like that. I think one so of the gets things good that good
1: community engagement and yeah, and I think because we we can't just not be social. I don't think food safety is a dry enough subject as it is. We need to put maybe a little bit of fun in there somewhere. You know. however we can inject it in such a yeah. serious topic.
2: Totally agree. Totally agree. I I mean part of part of the IFSQN. And sometimes it can be a bit, I suppose, mechanical and technical and grey. So but you can't there's got to be a balance. Um, you know, we went through a period where we did have a uh it, it, the balance was tipped the other way, I think, for a time. Um, so you you have you do have to have a balance, but yeah, it's certainly you can certainly have food food safety and fun uh, at the same time. <laughs> hopefully, who would
1: have thought? Who would have thought you could put those two words in a sentence?
2: I know. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair though, the um, I mean. The Food Safety Fridays. That I mean, what we did with that is the Food Safety Fridays webinars. The program. I think we've done fifty-two uh, webinars that we have most Fridays, and that's three p.m., ten a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, U- U- U.S.A. Three p.m. U.K. time. It's middle of the night for you, I think. Oh, yeah, we're
1: still asleep. Then we're dreaming. Yeah. dreaming of our beautiful the- warm weather.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs>
0: Looking for a food compliance document, policy, procedure, or form? Check out <laughs> Um
2: But yeah, so we, we have these webinars, and you know, we'll get a guest, not like you've got me on as a guest, we have a guest presenter, and they do a PowerPoint, and then we have some discussion, and, and we have some fun with that. And that's, I think, that's broad and it's taken let's say the the discussion forum which is you know you can't see anybody you can discuss it's all text yeah. though uh, bringing it to life a little bit more you know seeing each other on webcam the, the 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 attendees can type live questions in and we can answer them on the go and you know it's just about moving with the times and yeah it's yeah. just it's just give trying to give well, customers they are um, members, that's customers, like members, whatever. participants, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, you want to call them. Giving them innovative um, learning opportunities and ways to engage and network with each other and, and with the IFSQN, yeah. and that's all we all we try to do really. And it yeah. seems it seems to be working.
1: Oh, that's good. There are plenty of ways that food safety quality professionals can increase their knowledge. At, at, doesn't have to be all about just going and doing college course or a university course, and you really should be engaging in some type of learning every day to be able to increase your own skill base and also I think not just around food safety but all of those other um soft skills that you need to be able to work in a food business, whether it be mm-hmm. communication skills or dealing with you know aggrieved colleagues. Yeah. dealing with customers, you know, problem solving, critical thinking, all of those other skills that you don't really get taught at
2: mm-hmm.
1: university or, or college. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where I must say that I found the com, which I know LinkedIn purchased them a few months back, or well, it's probably a few months back now. Um, I found that quite beneficial to be able to do that training to get all of those soft skills which just altogether enhances your overall overall learning and the way fully, that you perform yeah. as a professional.
2: I, I it's definitely – I mean, obviously, the webinars, let's say half of them are, are technical, you know, validation, HACCPs, CCPs, you know, all, all the yeah. uh, vulnerability assessment, whatever. But I think the most enjoyable for me are always the soft skills ones. I mean um, – behavioral uh yeah psych- about getting psychological psych- yeah and and we've i mean in order to be an effective food safety quality manager you have to have those soft skills you've got to be able to sell and convince and motivate from senior management to shop floor That's and it. everywhere in between and you've got to be able to speak the language and there's a degree of psychology and uh Real uh, s- smart thinking and uh, acting and sales um, as much as anything. In order, in order to be, and and I think a lot a lot of people st- really struggle with that, and that's why we find a lot of those webinars are, are the most popular and create the most discussion and questions. And uh, we've we had actually um, David Rosenblatt on uh, from Share Consulting. Um, He's a really good speaker. One of his articles on our website is about behavioural food safety and about trying to get uh, people to do the right things all the time. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if anybody's, have a look on the IFSQM website. Well, uh, Well,
1: if you can send me a link, we'll put a link in the show notes directly to that. But
2: like you say, you are selling it.
1: You've got to to sell it to, like you say, management and to, to shop floor. And if you don't, have that or you don't have that ability to be able to communicate confidently about the outcomes that you're trying to achieve you behind the eight ball
2: yeah yeah so yeah, in so.
1: in saying that simon can you maybe just give us a maybe your top five tips on getting the best out of these support groups or forums yeah. professional or forums that people may belong to
2: top five tips hmm uh it's, well, the first thing is just go and register. Go, go and have a look. In fact, you don't have to register for most of these. Um, in fact, I think some of the LinkedIn groups are closed groups, aren't they? So you, you do have to You do to
1: need to register, yeah.
2: But for the IFSQM, for example, you can be a guest. In fact, we had people sign up recently and... Create a new topic, say, hello, my name's uh, John Smith. Uh, I've been lurking for about seven <laughs> years. And that's what people do. They lurk. Yeah. And then they're... so anybody's welcome to browse the site as a guest to go and have a look, read the information. But ultimately, I think the best thing is to get involved, because like like you said before, I think discussing a subject either through written word or speaking uh, really develops and cements um, and embeds learning and thinking. So get involved, um, and maybe register. you can even yeah.
1: when you're in any of these groups, if you have people that you can identify who actually are in the same area or the same industry, is what uh, as what you are. I think even in the same area. So if I was to look for you know people who live in Sydney. are part of the group you can then kind of make it live as well maybe it is you go and have a a face-to-face group there's a there's a forum that i belong to which is it's not food safety based it's internet computing based and they have regular local meetups all around australia or they actually do it around the world so you know once a month you can go to the local pub and actually just in a casual environment catch up with people and what I've found is you start to really build relationships with people and people who are like-minded and there you can, you know, they actually understand what you're going through. I think that's yeah. very important, especially as a food safety quality manager or professional. There's not excessive amount of people out there who do this type of work and you may be the only one in your business. So it's a good way to, to connect with other people.
2: Definitely, yeah. Maybe that's, that's the next step, Uh you know, from from the discussion forum where it's all blind to webinars to real life. To real life. To that real be life. A...
1: <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> that's innovative, isn't it, Simon?
2: That, that's Who would have thought? That, that's sci-fi. That, that is. Oh, I can't really even weird.
1: think when that would ever happen. <laughs> so at yeah, least but maybe, 2060.
2: Yeah, no, but yeah, just just, just dive in, get involved um, and and ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions and then as your knowledge grows answer questions teaching yeah, sure. is a very good way to to embed knowledge you know and uh, and just yeah i think it's very important to be to be part of a group and network to to support yourself and support other people yeah
1: yeah absolutely well that's excellent thank you very much for your time today simon that's been great anybody no can jump onto the HACCP mentor website and I will have links to what we've spoken about with Simon today. So thanks very much, Simon, for coming along and having a chat.
2: Thanks uh, for having me, Amanda. And uh
0: You've been listening to HACCP Chat with HACCP Mentor. For all your food business, HACCP, quality and food safety compliance tools, check out our website at www.haccipmentor.com. You can also find all the links and resources mentioned in the show notes to this episode.